This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. What's the best way to reduce? Eat plenty or starve yourself? 30 pounds in just 18 weeks. Jenny Craig totally worked. I love to eat, but overeating made it impossible to lose weight. That's my body works. wants bread, and I'm going to give my body what it wants. Oh my God. <laughs> so I naturally. Medical studies prove that overeating is the number one reason for weight gain. If you need it, you need to lose Welcome to Fat Camp, a podcast that throws a comedy eye over our societal obsession of diets. Now, a little disclaimer, we are not health experts, but we are fad diet connoisseurs. I'm your host, comedian Grace Mulvey. And I'm your co-host, Connor Dowling. Welcome to Fat Camp. Connor, 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 we have a very special guest this week, don't we? Very excited. Very excited. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I'm a big fan of it. Now, before we bring our guest on, <laughs> I'm very excited to talk to you. I just wanted to tell you a story because I was we were talking about this when we were prepping and I was like, you know, I'd actually say it during the podcast because it was very yeah. fad diet. Yeah, let's not have a personal conversation as friends. Let's wait until no, the no. crew This are relationship here is over. Yeah, let's just keep it strictly professional. Please. Me and Connor don't talk other than oh, the podcast. Well, we secretly hate each other. <laughs> we absolutely hate each other. Well, it's not a secret so, anymore. Basically, I was having a shitty few days. Do you know, like you're just yeah. out of sorts, all this sort of stuff, particularly with like body image and food and all this crap. Anyway, today I was like, I could feel another day coming, like okay. a wave hit, hitting me, right? And I was like, oh, do you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the gym. Like that'll make me feel better. Now, the thing is, I knew it wouldn't make me feel better. Do you know when you know yourself? And I'm like, actually, just staying in bed would have made me feel better. Mm. But instead, I was like, no, they always say mental health. Blah, blah. And I went down to the gym, had a massive headache. And I was like, this is terrible. I shouldn't have been here. But on top of that, while I was at the gym, had a really big headache, kind of came on. And I was kind of standing there. And this gym, by the way, has an amazing message. It's Pure Gym in London. I think they're doing brilliantly. They have this message where like every like half an hour they come this message comes on and they're like, we just want everyone to feel very comfortable here. We clean the um, gym, you know, all this sort of, we have all these kind of things. But then they also say, we also are accepting of every gender, body size, fitness capacity, you know, all this. Okay. And I was like, God, that's really good. And their trainers are definitely different body types. Like yeah. I was like, really, really like great to see that kind of, all of that coming together. And then <laughs> there was this woman beside me talking to a trainer. And you know, when you're like, the thing is, she's allowed to say what she wants to say, but I just wasn't in the headspace to hear it. She started complaining about her weight and being like, oh, I haven't been here in ages and I've got this gut. Now, what she patted was thin air, <laughs> which I was standing beside her, like a much bigger person. And she was like, I just need to get rid of this stomach. And then the trainer was like, well, what are you eating? Like, it's all about what you're eating. It's not the ex And you know, when you're just sitting there and I it wasn't that, you know, they're doing anything wrong, but I was just like, can I not just come here? <laughs> And hate myself in front of the mirror in peace. <laughs> like, do I have to be hearing this diet jargon going on beside me? And the thing is, I know, like, I was just like, uh, this woman is obviously allowed to say what she says. But sometimes I'm like, can we not just have a place where we go and just exercise and have a bit of crack? It's always like complaining about something or I don't know. I just couldn't I, in that space handle people starting to talk about dieting and what foods you shouldn't eat and should eat. And that's kind of the stuff they were talking about. And tell know? me, how did you feel after this gym? Because you were feeling crap before you went, you had a headache. How did you feel like after it? Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I felt terrible. I, I got it. I got a workout in, but I just wasn't, I probably should have just gone for a walk. And I yeah. think that's what, sometimes I think like, if I had listened to my body, actually what my body wanted to do was sit and lie in bed and watch a bit of Netflix, have a bit of Nutella and probably tomorrow. I'd, but for some reason, I just was like, no, if I make myself go to the gym. And I just think it's like a lot of the time going to the gym or going for walks or doing whatever exercise you like to do actually does help. But sometimes your body's just like, you just kind of need to lie down yeah. and watch a bit of Ozark just or whatever chill. makes you feel better. Yeah, exactly. So that's my little moral of the story. Anyway, we're going to go into the guests. I, I prattle on pure gym though, loving that body positivity message that you're sending out every half an hour on the hour. <laughs> right, Connor, our guest this week, right? So Connor, our guest this week is Julie J, who is a brilliant 
Irish comedian who is currently touring her show, Oops, I Did It Again. You can find all the details on her website. Um, she's the host of the brilliant true co- crime comedy podcast, Crimeland. That was a real tongue twister. <laughs> true crime comedy podcast, Crimeland. And who the iconic comedian Tommy Tiernan once said to be the funniest thing I've seen in a long, long time. Whoa. Welcome to Fat Camp, Julie. Whoa, Welcome. I am so happy to be here, guys. I love that you actually... Thanks for having me. You sat through my story of me talking about pure gym this morning. <laughs> I loved that story. Grace, I could listen to you talk about anything. And I really thought it was very interesting because what you were say- saying there, it's so true. Sometimes your body is just telling you to rest. Yeah. Yeah. Just to lie down and just to lean into it. It's I have to say, since becoming a parent, the thing I really miss is just getting onto that duvet in the afternoon and watching a bit of Netflix. I mean, that's that's what they don't prepare you for. For, for forget the sleepless <laughs> nights. Yeah, it, yeah. It yeah. sounds like what you're saying. You're not even you're not even napping. You're just under your duvet, as you say, eating Nutella. Yeah. Getting Nutella all over the sheets, bringing the yeah. lad back. He's like, what the hell is that? You're like, don't worry, it's just Nutella. <laughs> I love that you're like bringing lads back. Like, fair play to you, Julie. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a I'm modern gamey. woman. What can I say? In my fantasy life, Grace, where I spend my afternoons back, back, I think, I think that was probably, I wouldn't say it was my peak happiness, but I look back on it as such a joyous time. You know, when yeah. you're living with the girls, you're getting onto that duvet. You've got a gig in a few hours. You're like, I can get at least three real housewives in before yes. then. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's just, it's a lovely way to be. And like, it's gas, isn't it? It's you feel all this guilt about leaning into that, but sure, isn't that like a, you know, isn't that a completely legitimate pleasure? I think I always feel like uh, if I'm. If I, you know, when you steal that time, when you get that time where you're like, oh my God, I get to just be in bed, watch Netflix. And you know, when you're just watching a show and like, I, I couldn't tell you what happened in the show most of the time because I've just watched 10 episodes and you know what I mean, basically. And you do then feel like, oh, I should have done something. And I'm like, actually, no, because I do something all the time and I hate it most of the time. I hate doing yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. I think that's lean the in, thing. Lean into the slot. That's the thing that scares me about eventually becoming a parent one day. It's like missing out on that, you know, downtime where you can just like on a Tuesday afternoon be like, you know what? I'm not going to do anything and just get into bed. I feel like we should treasure those moments while we still have them, you know? You should. And you know what? Because Ted, like he is, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, the best thing that ever happened to me. But it's gas because I have made a discovery recently that Ted... He's an outdoors child, which I don't know. Just, you know, that's, I was such an indoors kid. I was like one of those children in that film. The Was it the others with Nicole Kidman? Just pressed against the glass. (laughs) Mother! (laughs) Like that was me. And Ted just want to be, he just wants to be outside all of the time. I don't know what to do out there. I'm just standing there like looking around like, you know, there's a TV inside, don't you? Yeah. Peppa Pig, whatever you're into, kid, I'll show it to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember. And he's great crack now, but it's gas because I just was so not an outdoors child. And I really think he is one. Julie, this is going to be your life is now bringing him to ga matches, football matches. Do you know what I mean? Like you're going to be having to get outside and do that thing. (laughs) I think sport could be on the horizon. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? If he's anything like me if you just show him river dance once he'll watch it every single day for about five years of his childhood um and yeah. hopefully he'll just get real into that you know and just Maybe request labyrinth. All the time. that was i watched that when i was a small child and then i just had it on repeat and i used to make labyrinths out of shoe boxes and oh stop that's the cutest yeah. thing ever i <laughs> mean Bowie cute baby. or a bit mother <laughs> My, I love that you want you want a child who is allergic to the sun. <laughs> Why can't my boy be like that? Um, okay, Judy, we're going to get into the hard hitting questions here from Fag Camp. <laughs> um, so obviously we talk about you know diets and everything like that. So Judy, can you tell us what diets have you done in your life? Well, I think I've done them. I mean, I was going to say I think I've done them all, but I. Yeah, I mean, I I pr- pretty much have done them all. Like, I think when I, because I'm a, I'm a bit older than you guys now, but I think I suppose my 
first intro into diet culture I can remember my auntie my beloved auntie who always babysat me her oh. mantra was go to bed hungry wake up starving and that oh, was God. that was <laughs> that, I mean still like still when I'm eating yeah. Nutella in bed mm-hmm. I'm like oh do you know remember that now you're supposed to go to bed hungry wake up starving, wake up starving. I yeah. got, in, wow. got into a terrible habit and last night I did it when I got up in the middle of the night to get Ted's bottle I have at least a fistful of chocolate fingers when he's getting a bottle. Like it's such yeah. a slippery slope. But, but you've earned but my- you've earned it though as well. Cause you've got like I'm sorry, but you've gotten up in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? You need something other than and the love you know of your what? child. <laughs> yeah. If a chocolate finger doesn't get you up in the middle of the night, yeah. I don't know what to, I mean and yeah. do you know what? It's such a legitimate biscuit. Like I feel we're not talking <laughs> enough about chocolate fingers. Do you know, everyone's For, like chocolate micados, hobnobs, yeah. a chocolate finger. They like, actually are delicious. Yeah, yeah. It's just, delicious. it's a really nice biscuit. And it's a nice biscuit to chocolate ratio as well. So that was probably my first intro into diet culture. And then like the slender tone. Do you remember when that was floating around in <gasps> oh the 90s? Oh my God. And everyone's mom like everyone's mom was like on the slender tone there was always but well my mom wasn't mom was actually always very it's funny she was not somebody who was into the whole body image thing so okay. I don't think to be fair to her that that was one of the things she put on me necessarily yeah but like yeah loads of my friends moms were into the slender you know the slender yeah. tone the slim fast was a big one can I ask what, you what, what was the slender tone is, yeah yeah the slender tone was, you know, it was that thing. It was like the gladiator belt that you used to put around your tummy. <sighs> and it vibrated. And it toned you up. Right. Yeah, it sort of vibrated. And like, it almost like, I, I know what you're talking about now. Because I've seen so many it at like 4 a.m. on those. Like, and you yes, stand yeah. beside so, your friend's mother and they're kind of buzzing. Oh. And you're like, what's going on? <laughs> Like it was, yeah. you know what I mean? It was, it was intrusive. It was intrusive yeah. in that way. But so there was those kind of Sienna Miller, Gladiator Belt, Slender yeah. Tone things. And the Slim Fast was a big one. The Slim yes. Fast shakes yeah. definitely made it into our house right. at some point. And the Special K diet, I think. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That was the Special K diet was probably my go-to for a long time. And unfortunately, I'm not talking about ketamine. I am talking about the cereal. Yes. And I do think we'd all agree you would have been better off on the ketamine. Like it probably oh, here, would have been better for your insights. My mid-twenties, I was on that diet. But no, I know what you're talking about. Oh my God. I did, I did ketamine once. And yeah. I mean, it has whoever, like... I mean, horse tranquilizer. I mean, yeah. note to self, not the most social drug. No, absolutely not. You're literally like, you. it's like you move like, back and everyone, you can't whoever, talk to anyone. Whoever looked at a tranquilized horse and said, you know what? That's the kind of crack I want to be like at a party. <laughs> that's the vibe. I. That's my vibe. Instead, we chose the vibe of being hungry all the time at parties. That's the vibe I chose. So special K diet, that was a big one. And yeah. and then, like, I mean, then, I mean, I wouldn't even, I don't even know if it call, you call it a diet, but I know in college I decided carb was the enemy. Uh, yes. So I cut yeah. out the carbs. So then I was kind of on the Atkins diet for ages. And then for Can you some describe reason, describe the Atkins diet now? What would, at the time have been like well, what would you be suppo- at the time I suppose what got me interested in the old Atkins diet was when I heard of Jennifer Aniston and yes. her fella Brad at the time yeah. uh, I remember reading an article about them and how they were so because I think everyone remembers when Rachel from Friends aka Jennifer Aniston her body really changed because yeah. when she started out in Friends, and this is, you know, it's absolutely not shaming in any way because she looked, you know, she looked oh, fantastic. amazing. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like I know when she started out in Friends, I um, really, oh, I think I kind of identified with her figure. She had quite a womanly figure and I was always quite busty yeah. and stuff in school. So it's like, oh my God, wow. Like, you know, she's got such a really lovely curvy figure and I really honed in on her figure as something to aspire to and then something happened and she just got like really athletic and it was a frame that was completely alien to me and I was like yeah 
kind of this. And then I remember reading an article about um, uh, they they had like Jennifer Aniston was big into the whole Atkins diet thing. Yeah. And one anecdote stood out. She talked about like going to a steak restaurant and they all just order steaks and you don't need any carbs. Yes. You've just got yeah, your yeah, steak. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. No spud with your dinner. Like I, <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. it kind of made an indelible mark of my soul. Yeah. So then I kind of tried to avoid carbs for a while. That was a big thing when I was in college. And the breakfast bars. Do you remember when the breakfast bars came out? The L series. They were kind of like like Nutrigrain. I wouldn't even say they were like cereal bars, but maybe they were like cereal bars. But we all Do you mean like almost were really healthy. Like they they were sometimes the what's they called Nutrigrain bars or like. Um, the, the special K bars, yes. I remember, or Alpen bars, because they're like delicious. Like, I don't know what the hell they're putting in that thing, but I think it might be ketamine, but like, they're so tasty. But they're they like, are, you know, the, the size of my little ones. finger. The special K ones are nice. Yeah, yeah, they were. But now I so see. Cereal th- bars were a big yeah. thing. Do you know what's so funny to you? Because even when you say that, like, the special K bars were nice. I sometimes think, were they nice or just at the time? I was so desperate for any sort of taste that I was like, this is delicious. Like, I'm sure now I if know. I ate a special K bar, I'd be like, what is in this? Like, what the fuck oh, is Oh, yeah. It'd <laughs> yeah. probably be absolutely vile. But at the time, do you remember the Rice crispy bars and stuff? And like, oh, yeah. I used to do mad things. Like, instead of having a varied diet, I'd say, you know what? I'm just going to have three Rice crispy bars today. Oh, and that that Julie. sounds healthy. <laughs> That's terrible. But do you know what what you're saying about even the Atkins diet and the Jennifer Aniston thing? I up until probably just before the pandemic would only ever have a carb either at breakfast or at dinner. But no. I'd always one there'd always be one meal without a carb because I believed like you did like the sort of it must have been like an osmosis through friends that I was like yeah. no carbs with one meal. But a little anecdote about Jennifer Anderson, because it's going around TikTok, um, is that apparently during the entire run of Friends, like at least when it kicked off, she had the same salad for lunch every day. Holy and they made no. this salad on what TikTok. What was in that salad? Tell me the ingredients immediately. <laughs> um, I need to know. I need to know. First of all, you have to put like the Rachel wig on top of it. But no, it was like chickpeas, feta. There's loads of stuff in it. Like, listen, it's a substantial salad. I'll give her that. But to eat the same salad every day would make me want to break up at Ross again. Like, I don't know what she had to do to get through. But like, there was something in that. And then I remember seeing a behind the scenes of Friends. Sorry, I'm, I'm going around here. But I remember seeing behind the scenes of Friends where um, there was like this footage of a young Jennifer Aniston um, when she'd been cast on Friends and her dad was beside her and he was like, oh, all she ever does is talk about her weight and worry about her weight, that she wow. won't eat anything. And I thought that was like, I was like, oh, so even this girl, as you say, Judy, who was the most beautiful, curvy girl, do you know what I mean? Like, so, and like curvy, even in quote, like she was very tiny still. Like she was literally just like so fixated on her weight and you're like, and oh, the you dad must think she- said that she's so fixated on her weight. Yeah, it was like this, it was one of those e-true Hollywood stories. <laughs> uh, when so it I must was, be yeah. true. It must be true. No, but it was like footage. It was like, um, you know, sort of like behind the scenes where he's like talking to her, you know, and you can say she's three really young. Mm. And he's just like, oh, this one, you can't get her to eat anything. She's so worried about her weight. And I was like, oh, that's like, it must be true. So like, is it like your dad's saying it? He's not kind of coming out of nowhere about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Dads are very no filter like that. Yeah. That is crazy. I cannot believe the same salad for all those years. Apparently. I wouldn't Listen. be surprised if it was like, you know, the way a lot of like athletes and stuff have a certain kind of like superstitious kind of like routine yeah. where they're like, if I do the same or wear the same, you know, underwear before the big game, <laughs> like every time. Hers could have been the salad. This this salad is like the ace of my sleeve. You know this. Did, is did she just like sauce. give an amazing? She gave an amazing performance one day, and yeah. she had this salad. Yeah. She was like, "Well, that's it. She I ate, have to have it." She every ate day. it when they shot their pilot. It got picked up, and she's like, "It must have been the salad." <laughs> what else could it have been? It could have been Poor anything. Jen. Else, just that salad. <laughs> Poor Jen has been on that chickpea fucking feta salad. She's trying to get into her head. You know, I'm just trying to think how a star like her might think. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, at least she had a bit of feta on it. Yeah. It sounds like that might have been the substantial part of it, you know? 
Yeah, that's probably the bit that is that her will to live was that little bit of feta every day. Julie, me and... That was her treat, probably. Oh, Absolutely. Feta. Oh, God. There's some of the stories you hear about celebrities. Like, do you ever hear Tom Cruise, his eating regime when he's on a shoot? Apparently, he eats something like 20 small meals a day throughout the course of the day. And people will just come <laughs> up to him so and hand him, like, a tiny meal. And he'll... You know, like, when you go and get, like, a tasting menu in a restaurant and there's, like, yes. cucumbers with, like, you know, cut with razor blades and, you know, and it's, like, eight, like, tiny courses. He does that throughout the entire day. Um, Julie, uh, you know, me and Grace have been on so many diets ourselves and we've had so many like epic failures throughout our like time dieting. Is there any like, you know, what we'd call like a diet fail that springs to mind when you think about your experience? Like, is there anything that you're just like, oh my God, that was a fucking absolute disaster. I can't believe I put myself in that situation. Or put money into it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, listen, I think probably in terms of wasted money, like we were all juicing there for a while. Like oh, the yeah. juicing was the big one. You buy the Nutribullet, you buy a yeah. packet of spinach and you're like, it's the new me. Like it's <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I can remember um, my GBF who I was living with when I bought the Nutribullet, like you'd come home and whatever muck he had made in the Nutribullet, it was always a, like he'd pin you to the wall and be like, taste that, taste it. And it like he'd be like, would you believe there's half a packet of spinach in there? And you're like, yes, <laughs> I take like half a packet of spinach. This Can you is just believe? Vile. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. it. And I just like so much time, like just so many packets of salad yeah. thrown in the bin when I bought that Nutribullet. And then I remember reading an interview, um, or not, wasn't an interview, but again, an article about Beyonce when she was like at the top of her game, like absolute top of her game. Yeah. And they said that she had for lunch, she had steamed broccoli oh, every day. Oh, so on occasion, oh, I was known to have a bit of Beyonce broccoli at lunch. <laughs> like, I mean, none of it made any sense. So you see, then yeah. what would happen to me in college is like by fourth year, I was on a burger day because I went to Trinity and Burger King was just like right there. Yeah. So I think I'd starved myself of carbs and I was really trying to, again, subscribe, I think, to this whole like low slung, naughty, yeah. remember the low waist, naughty oh, jeans. That they're trying that to bring we back, all, by the way. Yeah. I know. I'm devastated. No, like, I mean, no. really? No. So I think... At that point, I was like, this isn't going to happen for me. Yeah. And I was on a burger a day at, the, at, at that stage once I got to fourth year. But I think I think that whole like, you know, the, the low waist jeans like Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, yes. Nicole yeah. Richie, all these people were so tiny that yeah. it was really it's kind of frightening looking back because that was what I was aspiring to. So that's why I did do the whole juicing and the yeah. broccoli diets and all these like real fails. I was like, no, I want to be Lindsay Lohan. And like, trouble. Yeah. I want to be Lindsay Lohan mean girls. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Lindsay yeah. Lohan mean girls. Gorgeous, beautiful human being. Still a beautiful human being. I hope she's doing well. Um, Lindsay, if you're listening, but I know what you mean. Like, do you know what? We always talk about the early naughties being this like, absolute hell pit for dieting and like that tabloid culture and um, and the size zero but like all of even I I listen to I listen to podcasts about like celebrity memoirs and stuff like that so many of those girls now looking back it's so obvious but like Nicole um Richie had was on like pills and stuff and cocaine Paris Hilton was doing cocaine all the time and when you look back you're like oh yeah they do kind of look unfortunately very unhealthy as if like emaciated Oh, they're yeah. just on cocaine and you're like but we were told that at one point I was like I heard Jennifer Aniston was on this baby food diet and I was yes. like maybe I should buy baby food <laughs> I know I remember that oh rumor. my god yeah, yeah. It was, I suppose it was coming Jesus. off as well, like that whole, I'm sure you've talked about it on the podcast, but the whole heroin chic thing mm. in the late yeah. 90s, kind of into the early 90s, probably more so the late 90s. But like, you know, then Kate Moss, like it turned out she did cocaine. Everyone's like, oh my God, I didn't see this coming. You're like, <laughs> what? She's a supermodel yeah. going out with Pete Doherty. You didn't yeah. see this coming. Like everyone's like, I'm shocked. Yeah, the woman, God bless her, was living on cocaine and like Prosecco or champagne. <laughs> she doesn't drink Prosecco. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. Like, I, I, it's just, it's gas how everyone was like, really, now this has floored me. Yeah. Julie. And also then, 
that like, it's so funny how the newspapers are like, we are shocked. And I'm like, everyone who works in the newspapers is on cocaine as well. So don't be bleeding telling me you're shocked. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I yeah. know. I did, I did cocaine once and I remember thinking, this is what a man must feel like. I think I'm going to apply for that job even though I'm not qualified. <laughs> Do need, I'm doing do, it. Do you think? You want me, you need me. I'm going to be the best thing that ever happened to you. And oh that's how I ended up teaching. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I want to teach the children of our future <laughs> how what? to be a man. I Know That Face is a movie podcast on the Headstuff Podcast Network, hosted by me, Stephen Portio. And me, Andrew Carroll. Our show is all about character actors, the type of performers you'll see pop up in supporting roles in blockbusters, the type of people you know the faces but not the names. Each episode we pick one particular character actor and discuss a couple of their movies, shining a light on the performer's career while giving listeners plenty of movie recommendations. So the show is a must for cinema lovers. Subscribe to I Know That Face wherever you get podcasts and follow us on Twitter at I Know That Face P1. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the episode. If you want to hear more bonus exclusive content for FadCamp, make sure to log on to Headstuff Plus and for as little as a fiver a month, you can support our show and other shows in the Headstuff Podcast Network and hear exclusive content from FadCamp. That's bonus episodes, photos, videos. It's a really good time. So we hope to see you there. Now back to the show. Do you, do you think, um, you know the way, because you said about heroin chic being like a big trend at the time and trends are often kind of cyclical and you know, we kind of eventually see everything turning into a trend. Do you ever think there'll be like the opposite end of that where there'll be like a fat chic, you know, where like we're looking at like kind of fat supermodels and there's this sort of like, you know, fuller figured look where that's what people are aspiring to? Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. I wonder because it's something, I mean, what, we're talking about going back maybe centuries at this point when that was like, aspirational sure yeah I don't know I mean I think that it's definitely great to see you know some more plus size role models out there and really Ashley Graham yeah Lizzo they're really yeah they really are absolutely rocking it and like we need a bit of that but it would be such a sea change for society then to say well now this is what yeah we're aspiring to I don't know like within my lifetime I don't know Mm. if I can see it happening because definitely recently there has been a lot of that kind of you know toxic healthiness kind of this kind of thing of like suddenly instead of talking I I feel like I I feel like in a way maybe fitness has supplanted thinness but really it's just a rose by a different name like it's Mm -hmm. still the same problem I feel yeah. like I think that there's still that obsession with body image like if you just scratch the surface it's like is it really about being fit like oftentimes yeah. it is yeah. for people but I do th- I do worry that that can become a bit toxic as well because well if yeah you take anything too far obviously it's you know it's not good but I think a lot of times with the fitness you're like yeah I just I feel this is kind of the same shit but it's just dressed up differently mm-hmm. But this is the thing, and you know, you're so right, because like body dysmorphia, particularly in men, is on the up, unfortunately. Yeah. And that is because of the whole fitness trend, which is the muscles and everything like that. And me and Connor talk a lot about fitness versus aesthetic. So like I, when I saw one of the trainers today, he was a plus size guy. And I he was he was leading this, um, what do you call it on the bikes? Spin class? You no. Know, Spin class. He was leading a spin class. So this, you know yourself, spin classes, like everyone's drenched in sweat. They look like they're after taking ketamine at Glastonbury. But like, you know, everyone was drenched in sweat. And I was like, that guy is really fit. But he's not the guy that a lot of the men are going into the gym to look like. They're going into the gym to look a certain way. Probably not the fact that this guy's fit doesn't really matter. Do you know what I mean? So it's like the aesthetic is something that is totally different from the fitness side of it. And it was actually that conversation in the gym that I overheard today was your one being like, your man being like, oh, it doesn't matter about your exercise. What are you eating if you want to get rid of the stomach? And I'm like, oh, so that's not about fitness. You're telling this woman how to reduce mm. the size of her stomach. Yeah, totally yeah. different thing. And I'm, I almost felt like going, and also, what are your credentials to be telling this random woman <laughs> in the gym what to eat? But like, you know what I mean? It, was he a, working there? <laughs> you know, he just came and in. He was a was tra- the, the janitor. <laughs> that was actually the janitor who was just like, this is what I think. This is what I think. 
Grace. It's a name for guy. Grace, I'd love <laughs> yeah, it if that yeah, story yeah. ended with you turning to the woman going, do you want some ketamine? <laughs> I can search it out. Do you know what really chills you out? Do you know what chills me out when I'm stressed? Yeah. I just knock back a bit of ketamine, sit in my bed, eat Nutella and watch Byron Bay's. I'll tell you, that stomach will flatten right out. In a K-hole. <laughs> um, no, and actually that brings us on. Like what, how, what's your, what, what kind of exercise do you enjoy doing yourself? Well, I do love, I am one of those pricks who does enjoy, I like a paddle in the sea. I do like ah. a paddle in the sea, but I haven't been able to do it for a while um, because I have to do this thing called working. Like it's yeah. a complete buzz during the day. Yeah. So when I wasn't working, it was great because I was paddling in the sea a lot. Um, but So I really do enjoy that. And I think, I mean, it's such a cliche, but I do find getting into the sea for me, it's almost like, a counseling session like I really yeah. find it very it's 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 a real it's I don't know it's almost a bit spiritual in that way yeah. that like I find I just kind of go into the sea and <coughs> it really clears my head and it gives me a lot of clarity so I don't know you know is it more like is it more maybe for that like from a mental health perspective I just find it's great but it's funny because I was swimming a lot last year and then a friend of mine showed me photos of myself and it's terrible isn't it because I was really enjoying the swimming and this friend had said to me oh you know with the swimming now when it's really cold like you lose loads of weight and you really you know it speeds up the metabolism or some bullshit I don't know and then I saw photos of myself and I was like oh I've probably never been like so heavy and look at my legs and my legs are so thick and it really put me off going into the sea oh, for a while which right. is so sad because I was yeah. looking at myself in these pictures from the beach and I was like oh my god I can't believe I'm going into the sea like that and it was just really horrible to feel yeah. like that about myself yeah. and um, you'll and never judge going. And you'll never judge a body more than your own body. Like you could see yeah. anyone else who, by the way, would probably be your size. And you go, God, she's great. I love her. She looks great. Fantastic. Do you know what I mean? But when it's your own you're body, so, you're so you're literally critical. Like, mm. And it, oh, did, yeah. it did put me off going for a while. But then I, I did get back into it again. But again, it's that thing of like where I swim locally. I know I wouldn't bump into like anyone that I grew up with or anything like that but like I'd be really and actually just so... sorry Judy, just for like UK and US listeners Judy's based in Kerry in Ireland so when she says she's swimming this is What's like your address? like proper cold sea do you know what I mean like a proper it's cold proper, sea it's yeah. the Atlantic baby yeah, it yeah. is so but like it's gas because if I I only go swimming this little pier when I do have the chance I go swimming there because I know I'm not going to bump into any exes and nobody's going <laughs> to see me and I'd love yeah. to get to the point where I'm like I Judy you're married with a child nobody cares anymore and I'm yeah. still like no I just I just don't want to bump into anyone I shifted circa 2003 <laughs> in the low slung jeans like it's bizarre how things like that kind of hold you back yeah. from doing something you really love so that's yeah. probably the thing that I love most like I'd say when I was at like my most depressed I was running a lot so it's gas because people are always like go for a run great for your mental health yeah but I associate it with like being really depressed and I'm like no like that was a low point in my life yeah like yeah. every now and again I find like the running playlist on Spotify from oh. 2013 <laughs> and I'm like oh god Pompeii Bastille I think was the soundtrack to Nervous Breakdown isn't it three. like it's like PTSD I have certain oh. songs that I'm like that was the time when I was at my worst and like exercising a ton but like not enjoying it so I associate it with just bad times and I can't hear that song again I but that's me and running like anytime I even try to go for a run it just brings me back to like a really bad breakup I had in 2013 and then like what was it what was the big song at the time I think what was that one what was by that awful guy uh, Chris Brown Oh, and he yes. had this song, Please Don't Judge Me. Do you remember that one? <laughs> Which a bit I feel of a like cheek, that. Chris? Yeah, yeah, I know. A bit like him telling us something bad's going to happen right. in the future. But he's like, please don't judge me before Covering I do it. Please tracks. don't judge me. <laughs> yes. Well, that, like, that was after like the whole, I mean, attack on Rihanna <laughs> and all of that. But that Stop. was like my soundtrack on repeat to my run. And like, you just say, oh my God, what a bleak time in my life. I mean, yeah. I should have been in bed eating Nutella. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, we keep going back to this bed and Nutella situation. I feel like... Oh, I'm in bed <laughs> with a jar of Nutella just off camera right <laughs> now, just so you know. <laughs> also, do you know, Connor, when you mentioned Fat Chic earlier, I was like, I really want that to be like the name of my autobiography. <laughs> I just think that was that such a beautiful a great, phrasing. That would be a great name for an autobiography. Yeah, yeah. So would you say then, would that be the kind of... Because we talk a lot as well about like in the pursuit of weight loss and dieting, a lot of people take up exercising, you know, just for that pursuit. So they kind of take up exercise they don't even enjoy and actually ruin the enjoyment of it. So what would be, would running be that exercise for you where you're like, actually, I just don't want to ever do that again? Like what would be the exercise you just don't want to do again? I mean, I, like I would say most exercises, to be honest, like I'm not, I'm not an exercisey kind of person. Like I'm a bit of a slot. Um, the running for me, like when people tell me I really enjoy running, I'm like, do you enjoy running or are you just glad it's over? Like, I oh, mean, yeah. just, uh, you know, yeah. come on. Yeah. You no, I'm sorry. It? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Mo Farah's like, I fucking so delighted I got that marathon done in two hours 20. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just happy I it's over. Like he's over it. Oh, he's yeah. Like, I've run enough. Like, yeah. you know, that's, yeah, I think running a bit and then like, you know, like extreme adventure sports. I don't know if this is an extreme adventure store sport, but like, you know, zip lining, that kind of shit. Like I remember yeah. going zip lining as a teacher on a class trip and I got stuck in zip line and the guy, so I was kind of hanging there oh, and obviously the class were down below. And I remember the guy, something happened. Oh, it got caught in like my genital area and your man said to me like these instructors like imagine saying this in front of a group of teenagers and I was their teacher and he said oh it's really strange because usually that kind of injury doesn't happen with women and I was like what What are you trying to suggest sir and I was just (laughs) hanging there and they were all taking photos and then he got me down and he was like Oh, like, is that not your worst nightmare on a yeah, zip line? Yeah. You're going to get stuck on a zip line. Oh, my God. Oh, I hated zip lining, anything like that. Yeah, I know. That's, that's, I've always yeah, wanted no. to zip line, but I don't think I do anymore, especially if uh, men are very um, frequently getting to. their genitals tangled <laughs> on the line. Men and Julie. I men guess. and Julie. Yes. That's the, that's the asterisk. <laughs> And, and you know, I did a gig in Cork a couple of weeks ago and these two girls came into the bathroom and said, oh, I'm sorry, is this the gents? I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> imagine, yes. it was, imagine it was the same instructor. Imagine it was the guy came in and was like, oh, is this the gents? And you're like, buddy, you need to back off. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Is this the gents? Like, and they were being like completely sincere. Oh that was the worst part. Um, oh well, you know, at least, <laughs> well, we know that then you hate running and zip lining, but two very different, but I can understand <laughs> kind of exercises you don't like. Um, but I suppose, uh, we were going to ask, like, do you, have you ever felt, and this might probably already covered it a bit, but like, have you ever felt like pressure to diet, whether it was by a person oh, or yeah. like social society, you know, social situations or a society or like an event coming up? Like what would be the... Well, I did feel, I did feel pressure to diet for my wedding and I didn't. Right. And the reason I didn't was because like I probably, I took on way too much work before the wedding because you know the way obviously the gigs were cancelled with the comedy. Yes. So then I said yes to all these other jobs, which really... I probably shouldn't have said yes to the jobs, but like I kind of was coming from this panic position of, oh, like I think we were talking about it before we started recording, but you're like, oh God, like I, you know, I have to pay for shit. And what am I doing with my life? I'm just going to, you know, say yes to everything and work myself to an early grave, like that kind of vibe. But I, I think because I was working so much, I then kind of took comfort in food. So weirdly, I probably... I've actually put on a bit of weight for my wedding. But, you know, it's so sad because I look back in pictures of myself and the back of my dress, I felt like it was just too tight. I should have lost weight. I didn't. I I look back in those pictures and it's terrible because every now and again, I kind of have this, you know, it's just this feeling of regret. Oh, I probably should have caved to the societal pressure and dieted Mm. for the wedding. But I just... 
didn't do it because I felt at the time before the wedding I was being quite hard on myself anyway with the amount of work I was doing so I was like I'm gonna have a cake Mm. I don't give a shit and I really was determined not to but yet it's terrible I look back in the pictures and I think I kind of wish that you know I did do that and then I wish that I bought a corset and like all this mad stuff but but again I think that's coming from external pressures yes really And, and also it's it's like the expectation like yes you know what I mean like the hashtag there's a hashtag on Instagram which is shredding for the wedding shedding. hashtag shredding for, shredding Shed, for the wedding shedding for the wedding shedding hair shedding hair it is it is a lot yeah. of pressure and like I just kind of felt because I'm proud like at the time when I was getting married I was like Do you know what I never thought that I would get married I just never saw myself as having like that kind of happy ever after kind of I just I always thought it was going to be something that wasn't going to happen for me. So, at, you know, at the time we had a really lovely day and I was like, sure, isn't the whole point like that I'm marrying somebody and I love him and he loves me and all of that. But like, it's terrible. But, and Julie, you, you looked stunning. Like oh, you look stop. so I've seen the pictures no, guys. But you know what It was yeah. the back And this is terrible Because you know Everyone has that area It was the back fat That I was like Oh my, good My back I, fat And you're like I call them my back titties Yeah my back titties Your yeah. back titties <laughs> But yeah. you know Because when I After I had Ted It's like You know It's like the back I mean Something happens yeah. to back of you And you're like That's I don't know Is that ever Is that back ever Going back to back What it was yeah. It's, yeah It's it's. I think that was The one time That I really did Feel a lot of pressure And then The terrible thing was I felt regret About not caving To the pressure And it's You know it's that cycle yeah. Of but what, You know Self hatred But the thing <laughs> is That like It sounds like Because I always say this It's like You f- shouldn't fit the clothes The clothes should fit you Exactly. And actually a friend of mine is looking at wedding dresses at the moment and kind of saying the same thing, right? I think she's kind of feeling like, she's just not feeling quite secure and going, by the way, wedding dress shopping because they're, all the sample sizes are so small. It's like a very difficult thing because like you're not, you're just, everyone most of the time has to have the back out and you don't really know what it looks like on you, all this sort of stuff. It's a mind fuck. Mm-hmm. It's a mind fuck. Mm. When I, I said that to her, I was like, the dress, the dress should fit you, not the other way around. So like the thing is that like you're going into a shop their standard sizes. The whole point is that someone is going to make this fit your body. And that's where I think people kind of forget where I'm like, if because it's such a standardized body sizing in shops, it's like it's someone else that goes, OK, we're, we take it out a bit here. We take it in a bit here, whatever it is. And that's what's sad is that like we'll look back and go, why didn't I change my body for this instead of going, why now didn't I get maybe that taken out here? Or t- do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why didn't I just go like, oh, I want to do change it in some way I to think, make myself feel better? I think it's yeah. also important, you know, because this is something that we talk about as well. It's like you can be as like aware of like diet culture and be anti-diet and be aware of like body positivity and be, you know, pro like body size diversity. You can be all of that and be conscious of all that, but you can still you know, feel, have like certain feelings about your own body and still want yeah, to like, yeah. you know, be a smaller size. And I think like, it's like you're saying, like, you know, you're kind of feeling both ways, like as in you said, no, yeah. but like you made the decision not to like go crazy and do the hashtag shedding for, or shred, sh- shredding or shedding for the shredding. wedding. Shredding. The jury's still out on that. The I, I say, sh- I've heard shedding for the wedding, but like, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Listeners can let yeah. us know what they think it is, but you can, you know, you can kind of like acknowledge that you're not going to kind of like fall prey to that, but then still after the fact be like yeah. oh fuck you know like I mean and have that those kind yeah. of frustrations and yeah. it's okay to have both of those kind of feelings and, yeah you know I think it's important to be honest about that too and not just kind of blindly yeah. go like you know one way or the other yeah. you know and I think like I always think probably in like 20 years time when you're looking back at photos you'll be like oh I was such a ride yeah. <laughs> I look back on pictures of myself from the noughties and I'm like, God, I was so hard on mm. myself. And I, yeah. I looked so much better than I thought I did at the time. Yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, that is constantly coming up. I think, I think a lot of people talk about that. It's like you see yourself like five or 10 years ago and you're like, at the time, I remember being so self-conscious about my weight and like on such a harsh diet and, you know, just constantly wanting to be whatever size smaller or however many pounds or stone lighter. And you're looking at going like, oh my God, I'm like thin in that photo. I'm like, you know, or like looking really well or whatever. And you can't see it at the time, you know? You can never see it at the time. 
fair play to us. We ruin Except our own for lives. right now because <laughs> right now because we all look amazing, guys, and I'm just we actually getting all very look distracted. Uh, we very look. I'm so glad I got an up style for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Judy, where would you say you are now, kind of in your body image journey, as the Americans are? Cool people would say. Well, it's it's a bit of a cliche, but like I think good days, bad days. It's like Connor, what you were saying there, that like you know, part of me was kind of like I'm really, you know, at the time coming up to the wedding, I was like I'm delighted with myself that I'm not caving yeah. to this pressure. And then I saw the pics and I was like, oh, maybe I should. So you kind of, you know, you oscillate mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. like feeling great, feeling not so good, or whatever. But I think, and it's such a cliche, I'm sure a lot of people say, but I feel. Probably I have the healthiest relationship I've ever had with my body now, wow. generally speaking. Yes. Because I I like I, because I managed to birth a human, yeah. which I yeah. never again is something that I never thought that I'd be able to do. So I just look at him and I'm like, God, it is amazing that like he came from me or whatever. And you know, yeah. I, I you re- it's such a cliche, I know, but like you really just think. The whole process of getting pregnant, birthing a human, the way a woman's body facilitates mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It's ama- like it is absolutely amazing. And it was a huge confidence boost to me. And, you know, then there's all the bullshit that comes after in terms of your body and uh, like the yeah. breastfeeding shite. And everyone's like, are you breastfeeding? Are you doing this, that, whatever? You know, and you always feel like you're doing the wrong thing. Then you stop breastfeeding and the weight comes on because, you know, you've stopped breastfeeding. Yeah. You're like, should I go back? It's that whole thing. But like, I think it's really important to remember that, like, that boost of confidence I felt after the birth. I like, I never, like, I remember looking at my tea in the mirror and thinking, oh my God, like, I Aww. did this. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, yeah. I've never had a moment like that before. You know, it was my first time looking at my body um, and not looking for rolls or cellulite yeah. or fat. I just remember looking at my body thinking, you made Ted. This is oh. like, this made Ted. Yeah. And I was yeah. delirious with myself. Yeah. It, it is like a, oh, sorry, it, all, it, it, all, it's, it almost sounds like, you know, when you witness what your body is capable of in that like childbirth entire experience before, during, after, it almost kind of trivializes this whole thing of like, do, can I fit into this pair of jeans or like, you know, <laughs> yeah, should yeah, I yeah, eat that yeah, yeah. bit of Nutella or whatever? It's like, no, this is what you should actually care about is like, you know, getting yeah. like he- being healthy and getting through this like really intense and amazing experience, you know? And even but the fact that like, still, like, oh, sorry, go on, Grace. No, it's like even the fact that you mentioned there, like the, breastfeeding the fact that it's even a almost pro like a pro of breastfeeding is and you'll lose weight it's like actually the worst thing to say like what's the what's the fucking problem here like why would anyone need to lose weight in this time anyway oh is that a thing people say benefiting Oh, it's like oh, one and of the it benefits, does, yeah. It, it like it because it, which is something I hadn't realized before I started breastfeeding. Like the weight does fall off you because you're like literally giving everything to that baby. Like mm-hmm. they're ju- like the child is literally sucking you dry. You're like, giving you your fat just... to the baby. The baby then gets. You fat. have nothing. <laughs> yeah, you have nothing yeah. left to give. Like when Ted would cry. You eat the baby after, food. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. when he would cry. And like, I was just like sitting there empty, like both breasts (laughs) had been suckled to death. Like we're two and a half hours in, like there's none of this like cute little feed. And then they go to sleep. Like they don't tell you any of that. Like they go to when you're breastfeeding, they don't sleep for as long. So you give, you spend two and a half hours feeding the child and then they go to sleep maybe for an hour and a half. Then you're up again. You're So like you do lose weight because it's a lot of, it's just a lot of feeding. But it's just, and I, like, the thing is that, like, it's a fact that you will lose weight. Or, you know, because it's obviously yeah. what the biological, but it's the fact that it's even in our diet culture given to women yeah. as a pro. Wow. And, like, as what's an great is, yeah, you might as well do that That's because, you're, and you're like, actually, these women have just given birth to human beings. They did the most incredible thing. And we're so obsessed, not with health, with weight loss, that we're like, this is a bonus. Not the health, yeah. not your mental health, not your physical health, nothing. This is a bonus that I just find. And I never questioned it's, it, by the way. You know what I mean? I don't, before I was always like, yeah, it's great. It's a be- great benefit. That's amazing. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's a great way to lose weight. Have a baby. 
and then <laughs> breastfeed. Uh, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? It's a small price to pay for yeah, going exactly. down with these guys. <laughs> exactly. Well, the last question we want to ask you, Judy, okay? Um, since like, listen, you've been so amazing. We wanted to ask you, when it comes to dieting and body image, okay, what would be the advice you would give your 16-year-old self? Well, I think it's probably the advice that everyone would give them as their 16-year-old selves, which is to not be so hard on myself. You know, to really enjoy looking as good as I did back then. I mean, at the time, I thought I was a complete gargoyle. Um, and I really, really hated how I looked. And I still have a total aversion to like photographs of myself. And I just hate looking at pictures of myself. But I would love to go back to my 16 year old self and be like, don't be so hard on yourself. You look yeah. great. Yeah. Oh, that's such a nice thing to end that's on. Perfect. And you look amazing now. And you looked amazing Stop. at your wedding. Yeah. I, do you know so those what, pictures though, are on Instagram. They're amazing. Asked, well, do you know what? It's terrible. I I really want to start saying thank you instead of, well, yeah. I thought I was a bit, you know, better into the dress. I mean, stop <laughs> it. Is there anything worse than saying that to someone and they come back with it? Well, I did lose weight. But it's like, just say thanks. We can all yeah. move on with our lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you did look amazing. <laughs> Thanks. <gasps> she did it, ladies and wow. gentlemen. She did it. <laughs> Amazing. You witnessed Bad it here first. really just changed people's lives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all those, all those counselling sessions, and I could have just done fat camp. <laughs> oh, that's what we're here for. Come on. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Fat Camp. As always, we want to thank our producer Darren Lee. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Great ratings and reviews really help more people find the show, and it would mean a lot to us. Make sure to share the episodes with friends and family or on your social media. Every listen helps. And we absolutely love hearing from our listeners, so please get in touch with any of your diet stories on fadcamppodcast at gmail.com. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.